You were just telling me that the, the Rudy Gay era is officially over for the Oklahoma City Thunder. It was very fast, very quick, but now it is definitely over. Um, so that is that, man. Um, you know, I wasn't. this wasn't a surprise. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, in fact, I think it was uh, um, official, like, I don't know, a couple hours after we got off our podcast last night. So, you know, that's not too um, um, abnormal, I guess you could say. So, is it a coincidence that happened the same time that Coach Degnall got an extension? I think not. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I I just think that this is what's going to happen. I think when we have 21 guys on, on, you know, potentially 21 guys on our roster, you got to cut some of those people out, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's it, man. What's up, Easton? Um, so, yeah, dude, I feel like, um, this roster situation is worth talking about. Um, for sure. Also the upcoming plans for FIBA basketball. Um, you and I are planning on trying to do some live streams, watching these games. Um, yeah. Team Canada and team Australia. I want to spend some time as well as, you know, talk about the 21 players or 20 guys now that we have on the roster and as well as, you know, really what Sam Presti has done in two years to redefine a rebuild and what that means for the rest of the NBA and not just the NBA, but all professional sports. All right, let's do it. So anyways, before we get any further, Mark, I want to talk about one of the reviews we got yesterday because I think it's hilarious and I want to bring it up to uh, um, bring it up here. So this one's from Bob. He says, um, how about wearing something more than wife beater t-shirts? And while you're at it, how about cleaning up your language? You have some interesting takes, but manners and appearance should help your ratings. Thanks, Dave. I could have done without Bob. I, no, I just think it's funny, man, because my response to him was um, manners and appearance. Bro, get out of that. Get out of here with that shit. Um, That's right. Because, like, I mean, like, what get is em. this, guys? Come on. Manners. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, <clears throat> I actually, I, I used to wear um, jackets, yeah. but um, that was back when I was in the hot. I mean, I, I wore the whitest shirt I could find. Um, now it I'm has the Texas. DMT molecule on it, but you know that's a, neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, dude, um, it's it's too hot, Bob. It's way too hot. Um, all right, Carson, you want to talk about cutting or trading players? I'm in. All I'm right. in to this. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's pull up the roster here while we're doing that because I think that's the only way through. Um, Bob um, stuck on one of these. There you go, Bob. <laughs> All right. So uh, I do think that we're looking in a situation where, oh, man, we just have so many players on this roster right now. Um, let's just talk about the guys that we're going to keep. All right. Um, Kendrick Williams, Jalen Williams, and Jalen Williams. There's three guys. All right, guys? This is going to take a – this is going to be a minute, but we'll get there. I know it. All right. Poku. My toes. Definitely keeping Poku. I think Miss Chicks, Miss Chip, Mitchich. Miss Chip, yeah, <laughs> stupid voice, Miss Chich. I think we're keeping. I All think right. we're keeping Keontae Johnson. We might keep him on a two way, so let's just keep him out of there for now. Isaiah Joe, Chet, Shea, Josh Giddy, Dort, 
11. That's 11. Usman Jang? 12. 12. All right. We got JRE. Wait, you We've think JRE is on the keep? I think he is on the keep, man. You All can't right. you can't you can't deny a player it's, like that. A lot of people would put him to a lot further down the list than you. But let's keep going. So, right. that's 13, right? Yep. And then uh I think we got Tai Tai. I'll keep Tai Tai, okay. 14. I think we keep Tai Tai, Trey Man. 15 14 mm. Case right, Wallace, 14. bro. Kaysen, 15. So who does wraps it up? I think Burton's, I think if we have to keep him, we have to keep him. Um, but, I mean, who are we going to give up JRE then? And that's the problem. Is that, like, that's, you know, Ty Ty maybe? But and I Keontae think there's, Johnson, you're thinking it'd be two-way. I think he has to start as a two-way at this point. I mean, he might he might get a, a contract, like a two, $2 million contract, but if that's the case and we're in a situation where we got to keep get cut Trey man or you know somebody like that you know I, I didn't even add Aaron Wiggins to this man because to me Aaron Wiggins has a huge hill to climb right now man a hmm. huge hill there's so many guards and slash hybrid guards you gotta give what? him a fucking, you gotta give him a chance though I, I I know but I'm that's what I'm saying is that like there's just too many things right here that I, it makes me stop and say okay what's gonna happen is I'm JRE more Oregon. up on that that list that we want to keep is is over um, Wiggins for sure, dude. I'm keeping Wiggins over Trey for sure. Second round pick. That's the type of people you want to build around. But I, but I, and I know that, and 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 you know that. But he the problem is, is that when you have 15 it. guys that are all ready to earn and ready to play, you got to start looking at it and saying which guys make your team better right now, which guys have a better chance. You know, and and I look at some of these guys that we just picked up. I I'd even add Jack White into that. You what's know, up, I, Steve? I, what's up, Robert? Because I do Tanner, think that these are, these guys make our team better right away with Jack White and Mischief. I think these guys make our team better, but the problem is they take a team or a spot from the younger guys. You know, and that's what it comes down to. But you know, I, I I don't want to keep to Garuba because I want to keep the guys that we have currently. But if let me ask Garuba everybody a better in ceiling? the chat, Dave, I'll ask you too. What do you t- think it takes to keep Aaron Wiggins on a second contract? Because, like, if he's affordable, right, you, he's the type of second rounder you want to keep around. Um, I'd say, like, four years. Here, here's the problem. I, I'm sorry, um, man. I, and, and I do this all million? due respect to Aaron Wiggins. All due respect yeah, to too, Aaron Wiggins. But there's there's – there's no way we keep Aaron Wiggins unless we keep not keeping um, Mistich and not keeping Jack White. I mean, that's my whole point about what's going on here is that the change of the guard happened, and it happened when we got rid of Maladon. It happened when we got rid of Isaiah Roby. The same thing is happening here. We're going to have to get rid of some of the guys that we've, you know, watched them grow up in front of us for a couple of years. And I don't know what combination of those guys are. it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be one guy, two guys, or three guys. But it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be one to three guys that we're going to lose that we've watched. Oh, well, I agree. Up. I agree. But my my theory on Wiggins is he can defend three or four positions depending on the situation. I think I think four positions might be right. Um, and he's a really solid offensive player from behind the arc, and he understands how to move without the ball. Okay. So, so who are you keeping instead? Um, who are you kicking sure, out instead? Trey Mann. Um, 
and probably JRE. I really do think like having long athletic wings who like understand their role and, and play at that level are more important than some of these other guys. Um, but how much do you think it costs to keep him? Do you think you can pay him like four years, $25 million? I, Again, to me, like, um, there's some contracts, man, right? That there's no, like, what, seeing what um, um, Hustle, um, Kenny Hustle made, right? Right. So Kenny Hustle made, what, uh, three years, $27 million or something like that? Um, four years, $27 million. Anyways, if you can't give a player that type of contract or that player cannot live up to at least a contract that size, so you're going to get a good deal on him, then you got to move on. And and to my point about everything is is that, again, I would rather have Jack White on my team than um, um, Wiggins. I would rather have Mistich on my team than Wiggins. I would rather have Trey Mann on my team because – Trey Mann, yes, isn't somebody that's going to go out and dominate every single game, but he's going to go out and win you two or three games for the season because he gets super fucking hot. You know, yes, Wiggins is going to go out there and do some great things, but Wiggins doesn't have the ability to completely take over a game. Like we've seen what happens with Trey Mann scoring 30 and what was it, half or something like that. You know, like things like that, that, that truly make it so you want to keep a player like Trey Mann because he figures it out, you know? Then he's yeah. worth way much, uh, way more than than Wiggins. So for me, it's like we have so many leaders on the team. But if you look at Keontae Johnson, I think Keontae Johnson could be a great fill in for Wiggins, a great fill in, and take his spot with you know almost seamlessly because of the way he plays. High high shooter, great defender, um, you know, around the same age, and just to go out and go baller. So for me, it's it's about that, you know, hey, we got a chance to get a guy that's much cheaper right now in that role than paying him $5 million, $6 million a year. Save your money when you can at this point. I don't know, man. I think Wiggins is that – I think he's that dude. I'm going to, I'm gonna like, be really, What's really, up, really bummed What's up, Wayne? Out. What's up, guys? I, I definitely don't want to see these guys um, – like, I don't want to see Wiggins specifically. I, I get – like I've had some good times with JRE, um, yeah. and, but I, I'd let him go. And I've had some good times with Trey Mann, but I'd let him go because, like, I question sometimes Trey Mann's ability to impact the game if he's not hot. Whereas like okay. Wiggins, but that's just, that's my point. You're not going to put him out the game, every game. Yeah, but you don't. Whereas Wiggins, I want, guy, I want the guy that does all the little things more than the guy that needs to be like just like a flamethrower. I, I'm glad we're having this discussion because a lot of people are having the same discussion on um and, and, and this is the discussion that's gonna come down to every single one of the players that we draft. And it, why is this that we're having a discussion like this? And I would go back to what the headline of this is. It's how the Oklahoma City Thunder have redefined the meaning of a rebuild in two seasons. Okay, guys? And 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 you gotta understand is that we went from making the playoffs um with Chris Paul, um what do we win? Like uh, 40 something games, 45 games, something like that. 46 games. We went from there and then we lost two seasons in a row that we won 20 something games and 20 something games, like 22 and 20 something. Games. It doesn't matter. Then last year we won 40 games and we made the playoffs. All right, guys. The point about this is that a lot of people will look at what the Oklahoma city thunder has done. Right. And say, Oh no, 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 that's not, that's not a um, rebuild. That's not a tank. That's not this or that. Right. 
we're just redefining when you tear down a team, what it should look like. You shouldn't go into this pulse. Um, oh, we don't want to tear down the team completely. We want to try to keep winning without the players that we've used to have. You know, you see teams that trade off their, their draft picks their assets and all this stuff for the future. And then they get done with this team and they have nothing left. So the Oklahoma city thunder have redefined how you're supposed to have a championship run. Because if you don't do it right, it's a short championship run. The Oklahoma City Thunder have widened widen their, their approach to this. And now we're sitting here having a disagreement or agreement, depending on how you want to look at it, about who we should keep on this squad. Why? Because when you draft players right, everybody's going to sit there and say, I don't want that guy to get rid of. I don't want that guy to get rid of. We can't get rid of that guy. We can't get rid of this guy. Because drafting right puts you in a place that you can be as greedy as a motherfucking dragon with gold if you want to. So let me ask you the, the real question, dude. Isaiah Joe or Trey Mann, if, if it came down to one of the two. Oh, Isaiah Joe, without a, without a heartbeat. And, th- and this, is, this is why. Isaiah Joe has proven that he's one of the better shooters in the league at three-point when he's, when he's let go. Second of all, second of all he plays at a high level it. of defense. You don't think we're about to let Joe go? No, I, to me, like, I, I think Sam Presti will give Isaiah Joe a contract that he deserves rather than let, let him go. Like Isaiah Joe will go in and impact every single game. It might not be his three point shooting, but it will be by his passing. It will be by his, he's, he is a playmaker. He is somebody that should be put in a position to get more PT. And I, when people are going to tell me that he's not in the top eight, I'm going to laugh at you because his minutes are going to prove that he is going to be in the top eight. He may, he not might not play every single game, but are you telling me that you can't have a 42% three-point shooter on no, the court with Josh Giddy at any time you want? Like, you can't yeah. lose sight of him, man. Josh Giddy's going to find him so quickly. And I think that's the thing. Shea will do the same, you know? J-Dub obviously knows how to do that. And if you think about what Chet can do across court passes... Like it's nothing like Josh can do. I mean, we're talking about one of the most impactful players that could be coming off the bench this next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're not, you know, sneaking close to that 50 um, gain mark, um, win mark, if he's not at least in the top three mentions for six man of the year. So like Joe, right? You got to have him. Why? He spaces the court, right? If you got a sniper like that and they can't help off of him, then you're in a real jam as far as defensively. And that gives Chet room to work. It gives Shea room to work. Um, now, I got to look it up, dude, but what was um, Wiggins' three-point shooting last year? I think, I think it, was it was pretty like 35 or something like that. There was a point that it was in the 40s, I believe, for a little while. Um, but it wasn't much. Look it up while I'm talking. But it could have been like 33, 35, but it was around that. But there was a time that it was pretty high. Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up. Um, I like Butler, man. I like Butler a lot, Wayne. He's somebody. He's somebody that doesn't get a All lot right. of credit because of his heart he condition. Thirty nine point three percent. Oh wow, he shot way above what I thought. Right, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, if he if he has a legit chance at being a forty percent three point shooter, it's really hard to help off of him, and he cuts. So if you do help off of him, he's not. He doesn't have to just spot up to hurt. You know, he can move into the open gaps. Um, yeah, I mean, he shot 1.7 three-pointers a game, played 70 games for us. So, um, 
I we're definitely not going to give him away. I don't think. I think some teams no, might I, value him. I, I I like again. If you're if you're asking me who I would rather keep, it, it's just the, the the situation that we're in. Like if we're going to get rid of all the players that that we've picked up this year, if we're trading Mistich, if we're trading Jack White, you know, if we're trading some of these guys, right? Then it makes sense that we're keeping these guys. But I I believe that there is some guys at this end of the bench that it's just inevitable that they're sitting there at the end of the bench. You know, like I I I feel like this is almost like a college team of sorts. You see your 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 juniors and your seniors getting all this PT and all of a sudden the freshmen are coming in. They're starting to take more on playing time off your juniors and seniors and your juniors and seniors are getting frustrated because they want more PT because the freshmen are coming in, you know, but what's happened is, is that some of these guys we draft in the second round, they got major PT because we were having trouble finding NBA talent for a very long time on this team. Right. Right. And because of that, it was inevitable. Some of these guys really stood out. Now, as time is going on, which of these guys are going to stand out and which of them are going to actually take a step backwards? And that's why I don't think we hand out contracts until we know. Because is Kaysen going to be so much better than these guys that he's going to take their on um, PT? Is he going to blow Isaiah Joe out of the water? And if that's the case, then we're sitting in a position that, okay, well, some of these guys we don't need to necessarily give him contracts to. Yeah. I mean, or it's going to maybe be- some of them we have to trade out to lead the way for Kaysen or or Poku or, you know, um, KJ Williams that all of a sudden comes out and just starts dominating. You know, we don't know what's going to happen this year. Every year is different. It's going to put a lot of pressure on um, G League minutes too, right? Like that's going to be, we're going to be, ha- be having players that could be playing or should be playing for an NBA team. And so we need to get the minutes. So they're out there playing in the G League. Um, how many te- minutes do you think Usman Jang will get? Um, well, if he stays healthy going into the beginning of the season. Man, I, I hope he gets as much PT as he possibly can. He needs it. I mean, he really, really needs it. Um, he's got one more year before I would say that it's dire need because I think he's still 19. Um, so he's got one more year before I think it's dire need that he needs to see a massive improvement. I, I think about Poku um, as another person. Um, this is his year to really stand out and get PT. If he can do it, he's going to earn himself a contract. Uh, that's what, to me, this is... This is an exciting year, and I'm glad I'm, I'm hyping you up, Steve, because this is an exciting year for me because every single player that we've seen grow up, it's man up or step out of the way. And how long have we all been waiting for this moment? We've been waiting for this moment for a long fucking time where it's like you got to man up or you got to step out of the way, let the youngsters go. And more like than ever before, because of how deep we are, it's scary, man. Like these guys, I know for a fact, they're like, we got to work harder. It's not a surprise that J-Dub put, what, 10, 15 pounds on of, of muscle. It's not a surprise that um, Dort looks like a chiseled god out there. You know, like these guys, they all recognize the young storm is coming, man. And people are starting to pick it up. Like it's unlike anything that they've ever seen before. Like we, we talked about the shift in the NBA, you know. It happens and you're like, oh, oh, did not see that coming, you know? But here's the thing about this. We all have been seeing the shift coming for a long time. But when you have group of rookies that stand out so drastically against everybody else is dominating everything else, you start to recognize that there's not as many veterans as there used to be in the league. 
And it's leading the way for a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder to come out and do something nasty against everybody else. That's it. That's it, man. I mean, like, what else do we want? Like, that's why Sam Presti is next level. When we talked about it and I threw it up on here and I said that I believe that Sam Presti is redefining how all sports, all sports organization should um, rehabilitate their team, restructure their team, everything, guys. He's teaching a masterclass on a rebuild. That's all that needs to be said. As we are all watching it, we need to be able to observe it. We all need to see it because for the future of sports, it's all going to change. It has to because he's teaching people, if you do this and you give yourself a long runway, are you telling me with a long runway you can't snatch three, four championships in there? If you have a short runway, you could be lucky if you get one. But you give yourself a fucking long-ass runway. You did redefine how a rebuilt is done. And if you can do that, you'll walk away as being a top five GM of all time across all sports. And that's why I love Sam Presti, bro. Yeah, dude. And I think back to... You go back to the early Seattle days, or not early Seattle, late Seattle days, but when Sam Presti got there and how he kind of orchestrated things, right? I think he was 27 when he arrived. Super and, young. Like, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that first generation of Thunder players. And we've talked about it a lot. Like, you get to where you see the promised land and you get a taste for it, but you can't fucking get over the hill. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people were like, extremely critical bill simmons mostly but like a lot of people oh. they, they really <laughs> copied him it was like you know like if you have a chance for a championship you have to take it yeah but like sam presti never really believed in that yeah right like longevity is what it's really all about and like i wish we could have kept harden but i look at it now and it's like we understand the assets that you need to have when you arrive Otherwise, you are going all in by going all in on that third star. But if you yeah, have man. future picks stored up and you have young talent coming, so... All right. You want to hear young talent coming? Here's a breaking news for you. Ready for this? Yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder, Chet Holgram, and Jalen Williams will be joined by Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Keegan Murray and joining the USA team for FIBA Cup. It doesn't mean that they're going to get a spot, but it means that they're going to work out and play with the team. And if there's an injury, it means that one of them will step up probably. How about them? Apples, baby. So J-Dub, J-Will. No, just yeah. J-Dub. Oh, just J-Dub. J-Dub yep. and, and Chet. Chet. Okay. Jade and Chet. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, this is exciting. Hopefully we get to see J-Dub play. Um, hopefully Chet... We wouldn't it be great if we both of them make it, Jet and um, Chet and J Dub, and it kind of reminds, sort of, just ever so slightly, the 2010 FIBA, right. bro. I mean, we already have Team Canada and Team Australia to watch, and that's I know. And I was just looking at Team Australia's um, um, bracket, man. That bracket's nasty, man. Yeah, like Australia's got a tough bracket, like really tough bracket. So. Um, that's one to watch. I need to pull that back up before I start talking about it more. So someone's going to be like, Hey, who do they, um, who's in their bracket? But, 
you know, I, Australia's got a tough bracket and I didn't look at Canada's yet. I looked at America, Americans brackets. All right. But yeah, I was like, damn, Australia's got it rough, man. It's probably the toughest bracket. Yeah. Moani, it would be a lot more fun. Um, but like, we always go back to this, um, the James Harden trade. Like we don't love talking about it, but the types of decisions that like led to making that trade or all about longevity longevity and having the longest run. That's right. And I think here we are, right? Like yeah. we're looking at this and we're recognizing like like you said, it's 2010 maybe kind of vibes and then sure. but you include the other teams and like that's part of the whole new experience, right? It's yeah. not all USA players, it's all around that's the right. world. And let's talk about the groups. Group H. Lebanon, France, Latvia. 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 Thank you, man. I think. Canada. <laughs> this is bad, man. It's fallen. All right. Group E. All right, dude. Let's, Australia, let's, Japan. Let's just let everybody else read it, dude. And let's just wrap it, bro. No sense in blowing out your voice any more than it is, and we'll come All back. Right, guys. Appreciate it. Peace.